Join with me for the next few minutes as I leave with you a message that the Lord has laid in my heart. if you've heard it said that the church is just not that important anymore maybe you've thought that maybe you've felt it in your heart if you're listening to me right now on a, a born-again Christian I want to ask you is church attendance important to you you see as a Christian I believe the answer should be yes, a resounding yes. Why? Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The Apostle Paul was writing to encourage Christians who were ready to quit turn back to Judaism. And one of the evidences of wanting to quit was stop attending the local church on the Sabbath day. The Apostle Paul, he wanted to encourage them by saying to them, get your eyes on Christ. He set before them superiority of Christ in his person and work. Christ, of course, is superior in his person to the angels, to Abraham, to Moses, to Joshua. The Apostle Paul also set forth the superiority of Christ in his priesthood. He stands head and shoulders above Aaron, the first high priest. He also set forth the superiority of Christ in his propitiatory sacrifice. Aaron, of course, approached God on the ground of the shed blood of a lamb once per year on the Day of Atonement. But Christ, of course, shed his own precious blood. The Bible says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. And following on then from chapter 10, verse 12, the Apostle Paul seeks to set forth the practical outworking of that doctrinal teaching. That's Paul's way. You see, we live in a day when people tell us that doctrine is irrelevant to our lives, that it's boring. That's divisive. Let me tell you a little story. Two pastors are sitting at a conference and they're reading uh, Lewis Burkhoff's Systematic Theology. One of the elders of one of the pastor's churches comes past them and he says, be careful with that stuff, man, because that stuff is dangerous. Who ever thought that Bible doctrine could be dangerous? It's not. See, we live in a day when pragmatism has been deified. People are coming to church to hear how they can have a better marriage, how they can raise their children, how, how they can improve their lifestyle and their self-esteem. But of course, we've got to ask, where's the divine proclamation of the truth of God? The Bible says to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And you see, what we believe 
must have an impact on how we behave. And that is what the Apostle Paul does in the book of Hebrews. He does the same in the book of Ephesians and in other New Testament epistles of which he was the author. He set forth the doctrinal truth to be believed and then the behavior that should follow the outworking and the believing and the embracing of that biblical truth. It's the devil, of course, that loves to get God's people to stop attending their local church, to get their eyes of Christ. And I wonder, is that happened in your life right now? This is what was happening in the life of those who professed the name of Christ in Paul's day. And Paul was writing to encourage them. And those who had stopped attending church, this is what he said. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Some Christians had to stop attending church altogether. And of course, that's what the devil wants. You see, let's remember this. That the local church is not a building. Although we do meet inside a building and we call it the church building. But the local church is a body of born-again believers who have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. And they are gathered together in a particular geographical area to meet to worship God. See, this is one way that we glorify God. Because man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So why do we congregate together in the Lord's day or on a Sabbath day, morning and evening? We do so to glorify God. We do so also to grow in a spiritual sense. The Bible says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's important that we glorify God. It's important that we grow. Suppose I invite you to my house for Sunday dinner and I set before you a plate and I put in the plate one pea or one Brussels sprout. What about one carrot? What would you think? You would think to yourself, is that all I'm getting? Where's the potatoes, the meat and the vegetables? Where's the glass of water, the milk, the other beverage? Where's the dessert? I like jelly and ice cream. Do you like jelly and ice cream? My favourite is Maud's. Maud's ice cream's the best. But you see, it's important that we get at least one full square meal per day in order to be healthy and to grow and be strong in the physical sense. And what is true in a physical sense has to be true in a spiritual sense. And where do you go to get a full square meal in a spiritual sense? Well, you go to the local church. You, you go to hear a man of God preach the word of God. You see, the local church is important. Going to hear the man of God who's preaching the word of God, that's important going to offer praise and prayer and read from the scriptures and hear from God. That's important. Going to meet with other believers. That's important. Believers who love you, who encourage you, who pray for you, who want to help you. See, all that is very, very important. And to stop attending church, of course, that's what the devil wants. But then, that impacts upon your personal faith. It impacts upon your love for Christ. It even influences your family. Because if you stop attending, then others in your family will stop attending. It will also impact on your fellowship with other believers. Because you'll stop meeting them. 
and you'll stop talking to them when they ask you why you're not attending the, the, the local church. And of course it will impact upon your faithful witness because others in your neighbourhood will see the car still in the drive. You're not coming out, man, in your Sunday best with your suit and tie on. Ladies, you're not coming out with your handbag in your hat and your Bible in your hand. Your children are not with you. And neighbours will be asking, what's wrong with that family that they've stopped attending the local church? You see, it impacts in a very, very wide way, not only in our faith and our family, but it impacts upon our witness. If I was to take a coal and the coal fell out of the fire, it will smoke for a time. It'll be hot, but of course... It will decrease in temperature. And then eventually it will grow cold lying in the hearth by itself. What does that coal need? It needs to be put back into the fire. And that's exactly what you need at this time. You need the local church. You, you need to go to the house of God to hear the word of God. You need to meet with a man eyeball to eyeball who, who will tell you the truth about your sin, about salvation, about heaven and hell, who will point you to Jesus Christ, the only saviour of sinners. Remember, there only is one saviour of sinners. Church attendance doesn't save you. It's Christ that does the saving. Acts 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And when you go to church, you learn that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You, you go to um, grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. You, you, you go to the house of God uh, so that you can be made strong uh, and you can get to know God in a deeper and a far greater and a far better way. But when you stop attending, then it impacts upon your life in all of these areas. Now suppose you say to me, but the church is full of hypocrites and you're 100% right, it is. Do you know that nobody in the church is sinlessly perfect? And I hear you when you say it's full of hypocrites. But did you know that the church at Corinth was also full of hypocrites? Why was that letter, 1 and 2 Corinthians, ever written by Paul? Because there was drunkenness in the church. Family members were sleeping together. There was incest. There was fornication. There was fraud. People were taking each other to court. There was a, 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 a misuse of spiritual gifts. And he wrote that to point out the inconsistency to point out the hypocrisy of the people's lives and urged them to repent and get right with God and be in fellowship with the Lord. He wanted them to understand there's a difference between a profession of faith, making a claim to salvation, and a true possession of Christ. Remember, as I've said, what we believe must determine how we behave. And of course, I hear you saying that the church is full of hypocrites, but remember this. The church is full of sinners, but isn't the hospital full of sick people? If you were sick, would you stop going to the hospital just because there's other sick people there? No, you wouldn't. You, you would go because you want to be made whole. You, you want to be made clean and pure and right. Well, the same applies to the church. But maybe you're saying to me, but I've been hurt in church. I know people who've been hurt in church, and I'm very conscious of that. I, I know churches where false doctrine is preached. And I would say to you, do not attend a church where heresy and false doctrine is entertained or, or preached. I would encourage you to leave that church immediately and seek out a Bible-believing church. I, I want you to go to a church where the uh, truth of Christ is being preached. Um, what think ye of Christ, whose son 
is he? He's the only begotten Son of God. And we have already put out uh, a number, eight, I think, in total, of uh, an exposure of certain false doctrines and false teachings that are very, very popular even here in Northern Ireland. Uh, And I would urge you to listen to them and try and learn from them and apply them as far as your life is concerned. I want you to go to a church where you're loved, where you're needed, where you're wanted, where you can have true fellowship, where sin is uh, preached and exposed and sin is repented of and embraced by way of fellowship. I want to urge you to remember these particular words of Paul. But not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. This is the third time I've quoted that. And I emphasize this as I finish. If you're at home listening to me right now, and you say, but I'm old, I'm infirm, I haven't got a car, it's a long distance to your local church, um, then I would say to you, please listen online. If there's a closer Bible-believing church, then attend that one. But if you can't attend, then try your best to listen online. But if you're able-bodied and in health and strength, and you have car, and you, you have a mind and a will in the past to come to the house of God, but you've stopped coming for whatever reason, then I urge upon you to return. I urge upon you to come and take your place in the Lord's day and meet with us that you might glorify God, that you might grow in grace. You might get to know the Lord better in a deeper way. And you might, of course, be graciously renewed through fellowship with people who love you and want to help you and encourage you in the Lord's name. Thank you for listening and God bless you.